to Best Health, presented by the Royal Gazette and RG Mags, a new podcast series with the best health expertise in Bermuda. Thanks for listening. Hello, welcome to RG Podcast on Best Health. My name is Dr. Richard Fulton. I'm a pediatrician at Edgewood Pediatrics, and I will be speaking with my colleague, Dr. Renee Simons, our child psychologist at uh, Edgewood Pediatrics. And today we're going to be talking about the concept of what is health. Uh, what does health mean to us and, uh, and, and how does health affect our lives? Renee, I remember the first day I started medical school, I remember getting one of my textbooks and reading the textbook. And in the introduction, it talked about health. And I can remember the first, uh, almost the first paragraph of this huge 500-page textbook, which was pretty daunting. It said, uh, it, as a doctor, it's imperative that we remember that uh, when we when we look at the health of an individual, we remember that a person is mind, body, and spirit. Uh, that we cannot separate any of these uh, these three parts of who we are, and that all three need to be healthy and exercise for us to be wholly healthy, for us to be a whole individual. Um, my first question to you is: as a psychologist, what is your uh, idea of health? Where do you come from uh, when, when you think about the health of an individual? So I really like what you said there with regards to con- considering our health on those three aspects, mind, body, and spirit. So if we think back how things were going in 2020, that year was really challenging. Um, we were faced with a global pandemic, and not only was the world facing an, a medical emergency, but many of us experienced the first hand of having our realities change dr- dramatically. So we had lots of things like financial stress, worry about the future, the unknown. Um, And we learned what actually happens to us from a health perspective when we are separated from our family and our friends and we can't go into work in the office. We don't have those social connections. So I think that gives um, a lot of weight to what you said in that health is not just limited to our physical health, but also to things like our bodies, our minds and our spirit. When we think about the three aspects that you said, our bodies, I think a lot of us, we know what doctors have told us. We know what we're supposed to do to take care of our body, having a balanced diet, exercising and getting good sleep. But do we really know about our minds and our emotional well-being? I think that 2020 really told us and really showed us firsthand how we really need to nurture our social connections and our relationships with others. And also under that category of minds could come having a sense of purpose. And I think that sometimes we might take for granted, like not everyone wakes up every day feeling like, okay, I know why I'm going to work today or I know why I'm doing this. Right. And so to have that sense of purpose, it really does nourish our mental health. And um, one of the things that we think about in the mental health field and probably in the physical health field as well is the idea of protective factors. So having relationships with others is a really strong protective factor. Um, And you know, it kind of ties into the spiritual one as well. Having a faith is actually a protective factor and it can really help us to feel healthy, emotionally healthy and mentally healthy. And then obviously there's other things that we can do to nourish our spiritual health as well, like prayer, reading spiritual or religious texts, uh, meditating on verses or, uh, you know, whatever, whatever your belief system is, just have, spending time engaging in that is, is really important. 
And I really like what you what you said about having a purpose and and having a sense of when you wake up in the morning, this is what I'm going to do, or this is why I'm here. Um, and, and I think that is is where our spiritual health often lies. Is many people may not be able to identify with having a faith themselves, um, but but they may have a sense of this is what I'm good at. This is what I do. This is what I I'm here to do. And that gives them a spiritual fulfillment and a spiritual uh, it strengthens their spiritual health exactly as as you've said. So I I I I like this idea that all three of those aspects, mind, body, and spirit, are key to ensuring that that we stay healthy. And to ignore one of those areas is to the detriment of our overall health. So as we look at this idea of best health, we want to be able to uh, consider all aspects of health and consider all of, of the different facets of what it means to be a whole and healthy individual. Yeah, definitely. And you know what is interesting? Because Sometimes psychological things like stress, anxiety, and depression can actually lead to a physical ailment. And then vice versa, right? When, you have, when you've been diagnosed with a medical issue, it can lead to psychological struggles like anxiety and depression. So it's all connected. We're all one person, right? So we exactly. have to think about ourselves as a whole. Exactly. I completely agree. Um, the next thing that I wanted to chat about with you, Renee, so... Um, I often ask people, who is responsible for your health, for our health? Um, I think in the past, we would rely on uh, doctors, medical people to give us all the answers and to tell us what was going on. Um, but I think those days of, of what is often termed paternalism, I think those days are gone where uh, people expect that of, of their doctor or even want that from their doctor. Um, some people may still feel there's a sense of security in going to a doctor, being told, do this, going home and doing exactly that. Um, but I think the majority of people now uh, like to think of health more as a partnership between the individual and the healthcare provider or providers. Um, and of course, with the introduction of Google and inter the internet into our lives, um, this has completely changed our ability to access information and to to uh, to be able to find the answers to questions that we may have, particularly around our health. Um, sometimes it's helpful. Sometimes it can be very unhelpful to us as individuals to to go and Google what our symptoms are, especially when the first thing that pops up is cancer or or, or some other um, devastating diagnosis. But I guess that question that I pose to you would be: um, Who do you think is responsible for our, for the health of, of of each and every one of us? Who who should be taking responsibility? Who should be um, uh, who should be the one that 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 shoulders all of the um, all of that heavy weight of making sure that they stay healthy? Yeah, I think that's a really good question, and I think that you're right um, with the with the knowledge that we have right now available at our fingertips. Whatever's going on, we can just pick up our phone or our laptop and then just Google it, right? And then whatever comes up, self-diagnose. I know I've definitely done that before. Um, but I do think that it's definitely a partnership, right? Because whatever we find out on Google might not be the most accurate and your doctor is trained to figure out what's actually wrong with you. But I think that's a lot of times in the past in Bermuda for in particular, we might feel like, well, this runs in my family. Diabetes runs in my family, for example. So I'm probably going to get that when I'm older um, or even things like high blood pressure. And then we might give up our power too easily without really considering what are the many other things we can do to enhance our physical health um, 
and to prevent some things from happening or to prevent things from impacting us to the same extent. And all over social media right now um, is new trends like, oh, a plant-based diet, you should be doing this. And I feel like in the past, people might have felt like, hmm, I don't really want to do that. This is what I'm used to. But now with technology and things right at our fingertips, a lot of times people are actually considering, okay, well, maybe I should do this. Celebrities are doing it. It's a popular thing. Let's try it, right? And now people, I think, are taking accountability more for their own health and wellness and trying new things. And you know what? You don't really have to do anything major or dramatic to change your lifestyle or to change your health. It could just be a small tweak in your diet um, or taking small steps to get you where you want to be. Another thing that's really a trend is the idea of mindfulness and having a mindfulness practice, quote unquote, is is really good, is well-researched, but that might not be for everyone, right? So just taking a few minutes each day just to connect with yourself, to calm your mind, and to really just breathe and spend time with yourself instead of thinking about everything that's on that to-do list can be really rejuvenating and refreshing. And you know what? Mindfulness has been has been proven to um, help with a lot of conditions such as high blood pressure, fibromyalgia, psoriasis, and also anxiety and depression. So just incorporating those small changes, spending time in the here and now can really help us substantially. I think that's such a, you know, a a true thing to say that actually those small steps are the way to to better health uh, and hopefully to best health. Um, It's just taking taking little steps. Not all of us can, uh, you know, spend 24 hours a day in, in a retreat somewhere um, and and really connect with ourselves and all the rest of it. But if we take five minutes out for ourselves each day to promote our spiritual health and our psychological health, and we look at what we're eating to promote our physical health, or we look at the exercise that we're doing, it can have such a huge impact, those small little steps day by day, uh, and looking to, to, to gradually improve our health. And, and so I really think, you know, the responsibility comes back to all of us as individuals. It's not our doctor's fault if we're overweight or have a high high blood pressure, or it's not our psychologist's fault if we're depressed. It's it's something we can work in a partnership with them, and hopefully uh, overcome some of the some of the physical, mental, and spiritual barriers that are preventing us from from getting to to a place of better health. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for listening to RG Podcast. We will be back in one moment. You have been listening to Best Health, presented by the Royal Gazette and RG Mags. Summers Isle Shipping Limited, known as SISL, provides a direct ocean freight service linking Bermuda with the port of Fernandina Beach, Florida. In addition to the port-to-port container service, SISL provides intermodal container service to Bermuda from throughout the southeast of the U.S. and, through connecting carrier agreements, provides links between Bermuda and the world. SISL also carries cars, trucks, and any other cargo that you can think of. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the conversation. My next uh, question for you and uh, next discussion point is um, maybe a more contentious issue is, is, the, uh, is looking at traditional and non-traditional medicine. So um, looking at some of the complementary alternative um, uh, therapies that are available and, and that are out there. 
And of course, um, this is an area that has really changed over the last uh, couple of decades that complementary medicines are becoming far more mainstream and, and, and part of the, um, part of the, the uh, uh, expected uh, treatment regimes that a lot of people are having for, for their medical conditions or otherwise. Um, and also, um, uh, whereas perhaps previously they were looked at as being somewhat peripheral, um, those alternative and complementary therapies are now becoming much more, um, much more central to, to our way of thinking and our way of understanding our health. Um, now, of course, the tenet of Western medicine of, of uh, what we as doctors and, and psychologists do is that everything we do is, is very much evidence-based. Historically, that may have not always been the case with alternative uh, forms of, uh, of therapy. However, more and more, those areas are becoming more regulated, uh, better researched, uh, and, and people have a much better understanding of what benefits they can get from those complementary therapies. So I guess my question to, to you is, is how, how do you feel in your practice and, and, in, and your idea of health? How do you feel that those complementary and alternative therapies can be used and can be beneficial? Yeah, definitely. I think that um, complementary and, and alternative therapies, the main point or purpose of them is to increase well-being, aid relaxation, and to promote good general health or around health. So I think that maybe participating in the ones that have an evidence base now, I would definitely recommend it. I know back when I was doing my training, um, some of the, some of the, my teachers were actually working in like children's hospitals. And one of the things that they often incorporated in their treatment when doing painful medical procedures on younger children is something like hypnotherapy. So, you know, people hear hypnotherapy and they think, mm, I'm not going to sign up for that. But it's important to consider it might have a place for some people. It might work for some children. It might work for some adults. And if the aim is to aid relaxation, why not give it a try, right? Some other kinds of complementary and alternative therapies could include things like acupuncture, aromatherapy, uh, herbal medicine. And um, even when they don't really have a thorough evidence base to support efficacy, I feel from a psychological perspective, if they help you to feel calm and relaxed, then they are helping you to take care of your mental and emotional health. But obviously the impact that it has on one's physical health is something that individuals have to discuss with their medical provider. Absolutely. I, and I would fully agree with that. There's, I, I often get asked um, by patients, um, by friends and relatives, should I try this You know, new, I've just heard about this new form of therapy. Should I try this? Should I try that? And 99.9% of the time, I'll say, absolutely, 100%. Um, sometimes I'll raise an eyebrow because I've never heard of it, and it's new to me. Um, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure we've all heard of some, some things that, that sound a little bit far out there. But in the main, uh, as you say, most of these therapies have been had massive effects on, on individuals and had, had major beneficial effects on many, many individuals. So I would never write off anything, provided I know that it's not going to not going to cause any harm to somebody. Mm -hmm, definitely. And you know what else? In recent years, especially since I've been uh, working as a psychologist, there are even yoga trainings and yoga practices that are specifically for people who have experienced trauma. And so although it's new, it's being researched now, 
and people are finding a lot of benefit from it. So I would just say have an open mind and try if you feel like it's going to benefit you. I completely agree. No, thanks, Renee. So the final uh, question, the final topic I wanted to discuss is this idea of preventive medicine. And um, I guess in a part we're circling back to what is health but uh, and, and who's responsible for health. But um, I, I, I like the analogy of looking at a car. Um, most of us, or a lot of people, will, will only think about taking their car in to get fixed when it gets broke. They, mm -hmm. they don't want to get their car check, you know, check regular checkups of the car. And we often do the same to our own bodies. We wait until we're sick before we go see the doctor rather than going and having our annual physicals or our well checks to make sure that, that uh, things, things are going as they should be. And, you know, other people will be quite happy to put their car in every year, but seem to neglect their own bodies. So for me, there is a great importance to um, ensuring that we look at our health in terms of uh, maximizing it, in terms of in ensuring best health. Obviously, this podca podcast is all about trying to promote best health for, for all of us, for us as a community. Um, and one of those things has to be in, in looking at preventive medicine, is the idea of, of uh, uh, fixing it before it becomes too much of a problem. And um, yeah, I just want to know your thoughts on that, um, especially with your background as a psychologist. Yeah, definitely. I think going back to what, where we started, the focus on your mind, your body and your spirit is really important. And there's things that we can do every day to nurture those three areas that's going to help us prevent having any substantial mental health or physical health um, challenges. And even when we are faced with challenges, it's going to kind of boost our ability to cope with those sorts of things. So doing small changes like walking for 15 to 30 minutes a day, right? That's going to boost your physical health, your heart, but it's also going to help your mental and emotional well-being. Spending time outside, getting fresh air, having time to connect with your family and friends in that kind of environment is really good. It's really helpful. Spending time in prayer or spending time reading religious texts or whatever you feel like boosts your spiritual well-being is really good. Um, and then... The other thing that I wanted to say is that at any point in anyone's life, I would suggest um, reaching out to a therapist because I feel like therapy, you don't need to be facing a crisis to benefit from therapy. Um, and it's kind of funny because I have a friend who posts online pretty much every day and every post, she's also a psychologist, every post that she writes, she ends it with hashtag go to therapy. Because I think it's funny, but it's also kind of, is true because we can think about these small things that are happening in the world today, right? Things that we're faced with, but also things that the world is faced with, political political issues, um, health with the pandemic, any kind of issue. Although it might not directly impact us, it still impacts us on a mental level or a subconscious level, right? So having the ability to discuss our thoughts, just to have that, that mirror held up to you so you can get an idea of your, how you communicate and how you interact with others, it can always be beneficial. So I think that if anybody wants my advice, I would definitely recommend it anytime um, going to see a therapist, as well as doing things to keep you physically healthy. And just to end, I just wanted to say a quote from one of my favorite psychologists, Carl Rogers. And the quote says, 
The good life is a process, not a state of being. It's a direction, not a destination. So to me, this means that we're all a work in progress and we all have a lot of different things that we can do every single day to contribute to our well-being and our health. That's great. Thanks, Renee. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Best Health Podcast, sponsored by Summers Isle Shipping Limited and Digicel Bermuda. Don't miss the next episode of RG Podcast. Follow us on rgmags.com for updates on best health, where you learn how to be your best self. Oh, 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 o